Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the All In Due Time podcast. I'm Atlanta. I'm Shay and today we're going to be talking about anxiety. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So Atlanta, how are you? Um, I would say I'm feeling a bit slow. Mm-hmm. In like, I don't know how to explain it, but I just feel like I'm just, life is just passing me by. Yeah. Like I'm not really living yeah if that makes sense <laughs> as, in so as in there's not like a lot happening in yeah there's not a lot probably. happening i'm just feeling a bit like oh um okay what should i do today yeah yeah i might do this like just yeah. very slow i feel like mm-hmm. i'm a turtle or to- <laughs> tortoise is that what they're called tortoise <laughs> <laughs> tortoise oh yes <laughs> Tortoise! Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> well, I don't know. Anywho. <laughs> tortoise? To- I think you can call it a tortoise, by the way. If you want to, go for it. Tortoise. I think that sounds a bit better. Tortoise, I'm pretty sure, is how you pronounce it. That's fine. Okay, anyway. <laughs> how are you um, feeling? I feel alright. There's not, like, same with you, really. Not much is happening. Just trying to, like I said before in last week's episode, balance uni work and everything mm-hmm. um but and obviously getting used to online learning is really weird um so it's mad that like uni students have to pay nine grand to, just to sit in my bedroom on zoom. on zoom yeah and the connection's not even always all that so i'm like the lecturer will be speaking and it like disconnects for like 10 seconds do you have to have like, your camera oh. on all the time or do you turn it we, off and just sort of... so loads of people have it off but like there are certain times where they ask us to turn it on just They're to make like, sure just that you're, sort of, yeah. you're listening. And as well, there's certain times where um, they put us into breakout rooms, which is like mini rooms. So you go into like groups of five. And obviously for those ones, they expect you to have your camera on so you can actually engage with your peers. But it's just weird. Like I'm meeting people through my screen. So it's not even like, oh, hi, nice to meet It's a weird you. concept. It's like, I'm meeting you, but not really because you're just on my screen. Mm. So it's a very weird concept to get used to. Um, Are you enjoying the course? Yeah, so far so good. Like assi- assignments have been set, and it's a bit scary. Um, but you know, um, in terms of the actual assignments and the actual content that we're learning, it's actually really cool. So That's yeah, good. it's going well. It's going well. It's just weird getting used to being on Zoom. But other than you that, you will get fine. used to it. Yeah, hopefully it's not going to last forever. Hopefully in the new year we can actually go in. Fingers crossed because I really do. Because just at home it just. It's really draining as well, like sitting in front of a screen constantly with someone talking to you. It's just not nice. And I feel like sometimes your home environment is not a good yeah. place to study. Exactly. Like you I'm see it as like relaxing. Yeah, and- my room is where I want to chill. And I've literally like recently redecorated my room. And so it's super comfy and cosy now. So it's just like, this is my zen. you got like a little corner, don't I you? I have my little reading corner with cushions and everything. I'm just like, this is my zen. Like, why am I now stressed about assignments in this same room? You know, it's just long, but... Hopefully it's not going to be forever. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. We shall see. Yeah. But on to today's ep, we are talking about anxiety. So, you know, last week we did depression and now we're doing anxiety because, you know. They're closely linked. They're closely linked. There is a lot to connect between the two. So what do you think comes first? Do you think depression leads to anxiety or do you think anxiety leads to depression? Or do you think it could be both? My experience, anxiety lead into depression more than yeah depression to anxiety because i think the symptoms of anxiety because anxiety is so intense and so draining and horrible it's Mm -hmm. like it gives you the depression because you're so depressed or you're so upset 
and tired of having anxiety that yeah. you get depressed. And you know what? I think with depression, you can overcome it. And there, yes. there are people that have, there's loads of people that have overcome it. And mm. depression is kind of just like a, an episode of their life or a period yeah. of their life. Mm-hmm. Whereas I see anxiety as very unlikely you can overcome it. You just have to deal with it. Yeah. So... They say, um, yeah. I don't remember which one it is, but there's, I, th- I think it might be generalised anxiety disorder. They say there's not really a cure. You just learn to, it sort of eases over time. Yeah, but it's, it's never, oh babe. <laughs> but it's never completely um, gone sort of thing, mm-hmm. which is a bit just fucking shit. <laughs> it's but, really shit. Like it's yeah. really, really shit. So when do you think that you first experienced anxiety and i mean we did touch on anxiety back in yeah. season one yeah but we we, we kind of we touched on the surface we didn't really go fully in depth with it so this season we want to we want to go deep into yeah. mental health yeah, and we really do and not hold back in a sense because i feel yeah. like you have to filter you have to filter a lot with yep. with things that you you say when you're mm-hmm. talking to people because you you don't kind of want to let on how you're really feeling yeah exactly so we're just not gonna hold back yeah we're not we're gonna let loose might cry yeah. again you know we've got the Pin. tissues again i'm a wet wipe over here but you know <laughs> it's fine um so for me i would say i noticed that i had i guess like an anxiety issue when i couldn't control it mm-hmm. so growing up you know anxiety is a normal thing you know it's evolutionary because it would help you prepare you know fight or flight and all that but there was a point where I remember I was overthinking and this is back when I was still in that relationship my anxiety started in the relationship Mm -hmm. that was definitely where it started I don't know exactly when but it definitely started because of the relationship and um I just remember there was one night um because I used to sleep quite fine I'd go to bed and go to sleep I never really had any thoughts in my mind and I just remember one night I was up for at least like six hours non-stop overthinking about your relationship yeah mm-hmm. and for the love of me i could not stop i could not stop thinking about it and i was up i literally had, had i had a headache i was crying and i remember it got to the point i was crying because it was like um my brain wasn't shutting off and i remember i literally must have i hope you know no one around or neighbors had heard but i remember i literally sat up in the bed and i just and i screamed like stop like because i couldn't control it and i remember i literally screamed stop and then just started like hysterically crying and that's when i was like bro something's not right <laughs> yeah the yeah. alarm bells went yeah. off like what is going yeah, on yeah it was literally six hours and i just sat up and i screamed like that's how i know because i would never in the middle of the night just scream out loud but sometimes it's overwhelming and your mind yeah. does not stop yeah and you can't control yeah. it and because obviously it's in your mind so out like outside of this it's silent Mm-hmm. But my mind, it was loud to the point where I was having a headache. And so I literally got up and screamed. I literally screamed, stop. And it didn't stop. But I, <laughs> I tried. You tried. I That's tried the main thing that it. you tried. I tried to shout at it. Um, it didn't go away, but I tried. So, yeah, that's when I noticed this isn't right. Mm-hmm. What about you? So, I think that there was, I feel like my anxiety didn't stem from anything. Because mm. from the, the earliest point of my life that I can remember, can remember. I... I had anxiety. Yeah. I remember in reception, I didn't speak to my my teacher till yeah. the third term. So that's what April, mm. March, April time, and I started wow. in September. I think yeah. that's the third term, or maybe yeah. May. Um, and even school photos, like early on, I literally 
you know, do you remember in school photos, you have to one by one go and sit on a bench and there's just a photographer with like a backdrop. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then you just go the other side yeah. and you go back to class. Yeah. I remember being in that queue feeling mm. like, and obviously back then I was four years you were old. Tiny, I didn't even, you're I, a baby. I didn't even know what I, what I felt, but looking back yeah. now, it's the exact same anxiety right. I have now. But obviously at that age, you don't know what yeah, it is. You that, couldn't express that because you wouldn't be able to make sense of it yourself exactly and and i remember sitting in front of the photographer and he's mm. a smile and i'm literally there like fingers in my mouth like oh, no. i felt so i felt like a recluse like i yeah. felt like i was like my my body language was like i can't explain it. i was mm. hunched back i was like caving in if that makes sense because i was yeah. trying to hide yeah and That's i think crazy in a child people just see it as, oh she's just shy. she's just, really, she's just shy. really shy but it was not it was severe anxiety yeah. but even my parents didn't Wouldn't know they known. just they just thought oh she's just really really shy yeah and oh yeah she, yeah she comes out of her shell after yeah. a while kind of thing yeah. but looking back now no that was that was definitely anxiety wow. and and also social anxiety because yeah. i couldn't even talk to people's parents at the age of 16 really yeah like it's i've only oh my god it's mad like okay if i was 16 yeah I wouldn't be able to even like talk to your sister. I'd, I'd be looking around, like I'd feel wow. awkward. Like I, I wouldn't even be able to. Wow. You know, I can't. Like I just couldn't. I just That's, couldn't. Do I would it. never know that. Ever. Yeah, because you, you didn't. You didn't know me <laughs> didn't at that know age. That, that age. Yeah. Um. So oh, for me, goodness. let's let's br- let's just break it down in a sense that with anxiety, you've got GAD, general anxiety yep. disorder. Mm-hmm. You've got social, social anxiety. You've got panic disorder. Yep. You've got OCD, yep. obsessive compulsive, compulsive disorder, mm-hmm. which also, I want to just say, I mm. think it's so misused as in people just yes. assume oh, it's yeah, cleaning. Yeah, yeah. It's cleaning, yeah. People just assume it's cleaning. No, it's oh, not. Yeah, I it's think I've got OCD because like my room just has to be clean. Yeah. Do you know, like <laughs> no. OCD... It's intrusive thoughts. Yeah. So thoughts that you don't want to think just yeah, popping into just your mind. Into your mind. You can't turn them off. Yeah. It's checking things, checking if the door's locked. Mm-hmm. If the door, like, say, for example, you know you've locked the door. Like, mm-hmm. you actually know you've you know locked the you door. Have. You need to go and check because if yeah. you don't, you feel like something bad might happen. I still do Imagine, that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, people do that. Like, oh, is the door, is the door locked? Let me mm. go check. But when you're doing it, no, over when you everything. Do it, uh, yeah. When you do it every single day, it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's draining. I definitely think I experienced that. And then you've got. Um, another example is symmetry and ordering. So mm-hmm. you need things to be in order. Yeah. Even when I was younger, it sounds weird, but mm-hmm. like I would like if I was like tapping my foot on the floor mm-hmm. a certain amount of times, I need to do it on the other on the other leg. On the other leg. Really? Because if I don't, like something bad might happen. Yeah. And if you, it gets to a point where it's so obsessive, you yeah. have to do it. Like you have to. If you can't live if you don't. Yeah. If you're walking out of the room with your friends and you you're the one to close the door. I have to close the door three times. Yeah. It, it, it gets really... There was a time where it was really bad. And I remember, if my mum's listening to this, um, she'll remember it as well. Yeah. I kept like... Fra- you know when you frown and your eyebrows go down? Yeah. <laughs> this just sounds so weird. Um, I kept doing it for... A, if you do it for a certain amount of time, it hurts. Okay. And I kept doing it... <laughs> No, I'm just like trying to. I'm just. I'm focusing really um, hard. Don't worry. I'm listening. Uh, so I'm just trying to like. If you exp- imagine this, <laughs> if you frown for a certain period of time, it, it hurts. Hurt. And yeah. I kept doing that all the time because, like, 
and I needed to do it for a certain amount of times. So and my mum was like, why do you well, keep like doing it? Well, like until that? it hurts. Sort of yeah, thing. like you keep doing this and then. Until it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Or like looking up at the ceiling. If you do it, yeah. like, it hurts. Like yeah. you're not supposed to be doing that. You're not that. supposed yeah. And I had to do it like a certain amount of times, like all the time. My mum wow. was like, why do you keep doing this? I was like yeah. six years old. So I was very, very oh young. You were so young. And I was Atlanta. doing, and I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, and also another one is hoarding, OCD. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely a clothes hoarder. I can't throw stuff up. Oh, like, You've got so many. So yeah, I, I would say <laughs> with me, mm-hmm. I feel like I do have OCD to be mm-hmm. honest. And I'm not a neat freak. I'm not a yeah. cleaning freak. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't that have OCD. Not, yeah. But I haven't been diagnosed with that, but I just feel mm-hmm. like I do have it. Yeah. Um, have been diagnosed with social anxiety mm-hmm. and GAD. Mm-hmm. And I also have separation anxiety as well, but oh, I just wow. really don't think that I I just don't okay. know how that even... What age were you diagnosed? Do you remember? 13. With the uh, separation with one? All, all, of them. all of them. Okay. And okay. depression. But mm-hmm. also that was like a proper three and a half hour... Um, like assessment? Assessment, yeah. Okay. And I wouldn't say that I have separation anxiety because also I think when you get diagnosed with, with anxiety, mm-hmm. they ask you questions and you answer them, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of it's quite vague mm-hmm. I feel um but anyway yeah I f- yeah I have those and um I would say it's so hard to break down because they're all so different yeah um so the social anxiety I think you've seen at the fashion academy like yes we used to do presentations, presentations yeah. I used to laugh go red mm-hmm. my voice would shake like yeah. I couldn't I couldn't firm it like, I could you not you couldn't like make eye contact and stuff yeah or look up. yeah and I remember um, there was a trip to Berlin mm-hmm. and I didn't realise that part of the trip was doing a presentation in front of a company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd already paid for the trip and I was like, it's not that I don't want to do the presentation. I cannot physically yeah. do the presentation. Mm-hmm. I will have a panic attack. Like if I know. I, do, yeah. I know I'm going to do it. And also people will say to you, okay, the more presentations you do, it will get easier. Yeah. And, and do you know, with anxiety, I don't feel like it, it does. I feel like be real. there should be like a rule or something in schools and places of like academics. Like you should look at the students who actually have anxiety and say, okay, you don't have to present because it's a different type. I think people think, oh yeah, everyone's nervous with presentations. Yeah, we are. But yeah. when you've actually got, you know, an anxiety disorder, it's a different, it's a different type of Yeah. And it's thing. embarrassing. If yeah. you, you feel embarrassed if you're doing a presentation and your voice is shaking mm-hmm. and it's so obvious that you're nervous yeah. and and you could potentially be having a panic attack and people can pick it up. Yeah. Um, you just feel even more, like you just feel worse yeah, than you, you already feel do worse. feel. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I went on this trip and I thought to myself, I can't, I genuinely cannot do this presentation. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think I got my medication. So I take propranolol. I, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know how you say it, propranolol. Don't ask me, um, <laughs> Which is basically just a beta blocker that yeah. slows down your heart rate. And mm-hmm. I don't take it every day. I try not to take it unless I really feel like I need unless it. you need it, For yeah. example, a job interview, yeah. a presentation, or if mm-hmm. I'm having a pan- panic attack. Because it stops the physical symptoms. So yeah. it doesn't stop your overthinking. Yes, and but it does yeah it slows down your heart rate so the fight or flight can't calms down it, it can't happen yeah so you don't get the physical symptoms mm-hmm. such as i also get hives so i literally like oh, wow. break out in a rash um Gosh. but like all of those stop when you take when you take the medication so yeah. luckily i 
yeah I got the medication and when I went on the trip mm-hmm. like I did the presentation fine and yeah. it wasn't that like I hadn't thought about medication before but yeah. that was the point where I was like okay this is gonna this my is anxiety is gonna stop me from doing things in yeah. life because I can't in social situations I can't hide it mm-hmm. I can't I've been able to deal with it a lot better mm-hmm. as in talking to people's parents I can yeah. make eye contacts for mm-hmm. a bit more a bit more time com- than you used to yeah and little things because um it's not that it's disappeared but mm-hmm. I've been able to manage it a bit better yes. yeah but there are some parts of my anxiety I cannot I still to this of day course. cannot control yeah um such as presentations mm-hmm. um and then yeah with general anxiety that's just standard for me it's every single day oh God. um and yeah that's that's basically me mm. like it's a thing where it's all i've known yeah you it's literally don't known. know your mind to not be racing overthinking or you know like when like for example you're not making eye contact with someone and mm. people are like oh that's really really rude i think people find right. people find anxious people as being rude but it's like no we yeah, actually can't, we can't physically make eye contact with yeah. you that speaking of eye contact that was another thing of when i noticed um i was experiencing symptoms of anxiety because i used to make eye contact fine like i still can mm-hmm. but i used to be like i never used to think about it. i just look at people in their eyes and i remember like how i'd said in the depression episode i was avoiding like friends and social settings I would avoid eye contact like the plague. I couldn't even look like my mum and dad in their eyes anymore. And I was like, and it, it'd gone on, it had gone on for months um, until I actually realised, wait, I don't look at people anymore. Like I'd, I'd just stare like sort of at the bottom half or like at their chest area or I'd look at their eyes for like a second mm-hmm. and then look away just so it, I don't look rude, just so it looks like, yeah, yeah, I'm making eye contact. But I would hate it. Like I didn't want anyone to look at me. So, Yeah so oh anxiety is another bitch it is (laughs) they all are but yeah no it is and i feel like breaking down the word anxiety is Mm. it's a feeling of worry and unease and especially with like an uncertain outcome so would Mm -hmm. you say that anxiety is purely based on like fear and fear of the future because like kind of like when you're worrying you're not worrying about you don't worry about the past necessarily i feel like well actually no you do do, actually (laughs) it's just no hold on yes you do i feel like okay would you say it's basically just it's all fear related fear of something going wrong fear of something happening fear of yeah i don't know but well for me in terms of my experience with anxiety yes it was always to do with more just like a fear of something going wrong, you mm-hmm. know? It was like, whenever I would think about future events, I just automatically presumed it's going to go wrong. Yep, same. Like, I just always thought of the worst case scenario and I truly believed that's what was going to happen. Same. But then if it didn't happen, I'd feel relieved, but it still wouldn't stop me from being anxious again about this a similar situation so and i feel like you enjoy things a lot less when you're anxious because even of course you do even if you're worried about something going wrong and it doesn't go wrong you're not like oh i'm having a good time you're like thank god it didn't go wrong oh thank god okay right brilliant and then you're you're still sort of in your mind a bit Mm -hmm. because you're you're happy yeah that it didn't actually go wrong but you're still 
that's still what you're focusing on is the fact that it didn't go wrong as opposed to the actual moment itself, you mm-hmm. know? I think it's hard to actually come to the conclusion that your thoughts, one, aren't you, and two, mm-hmm. it's really they hard. lie to you, they don't tell you the truth. Yeah. Because if you think about it, the future does not exist. Mm-hmm. You, you've only got the present yeah. moment. We don't, we have no, we don't even know what's going to happen in an hour from now, you know? We don't know anything, so when you have anxiety and you're constantly worrying about the future, it's all these scenarios that your brain has made up and put in your head. And because it's repeated so many times, that's just what you think is going to happen. When nine times out of 10, it probably won't because it's quite an out there thing to think about. It's quite, you know, it's a very unlikely thing that you're thinking, but your brain is telling you, no, it's going to happen. And your brain's going to repeat that to you consistently, consistently. So you have no choice but to believe what your brain is telling you. Yeah, so I think it's hard. It's hard dealing with anxiety on a on a daily basis, and a lot of people suffer with it. And mm. it's a, another really common one, isn't it? And there's different severities. There might be only certain situations where your anxiety is triggered, mm-hmm. or you know, you could suffer with frequent panic attacks. So yeah. it, it's really just it just depends. Yeah, and it's finding just trying to find something that helps you calm down and deal with it yeah which can be difficult and i think with anxiety it's so easy to not face the things you fear because you know exactly how you're going to feel in that yeah. situation mm-hmm. and you don't want to you don't want to go there because it's horrible yeah. and like like i said i don't think that you can get rid of anxiety fully mm-hmm. and i don't think that the more you do something it magically goes away mm-hmm. but I do think the the more you do something, the easier it becomes. Yeah. Even if you're going to a restaurant and you hate ordering a meal and like your parents always do it for you or whoever mm. you're with, whether it be a friend, mm-hmm. always orders for you. Mm-hmm. Just try like just ordering a drink. It might not even be like oh, yeah. drink, food and then like a dessert. Just mm. order one thing mm-hmm. when you go out. I'm just using the, this yeah, as an example, an example because I used to hate ordering my own food. I still do. Really? I hate it. I I literally will be worrying about when the wait, the waiter or the waitress is coming over, how you I'm going to say. Now you say that, it's like unlocking a memory and I feel like I used to be quite similar when I was younger. I used to feel like regardless, whatever I ordered, they'd forget it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to really order or I wouldn't order like, um, I'm quite a fussy eater. So I'm usually like, oh, okay, but no sauce, no this, no that. And so I would try to find the thing on the menu that I don't have to ask. Keep asking for no this, no yeah, that. Yes, so I just mm. choose the easiest thing that I don't have to ask for any changes so that yeah. you don't mess it up. And the thing is, when I was younger, my parents used to be like, right, you're ordering your own food. No, I used to be like, no, like really? I can't. Like I don't want to. They'd be like, no, you need to do it. And I used to hate it. Or they'd make me like ask for the bill. And mm. I literally used to hate it. But oh, then, I hate that. I still hate that to this day. Oh, it's so I hate awkward. being the one. Excuse me. Excuse I hate- Oh, you know, no, you know the ones where you say excuse me and they just air you and you never want to do it again. To this day, I hate being the one to ask for the bill. I always, whoever I'm with, I'm like, oh yeah, so ask for the bill then. Go on, you do it. Yeah, you, go on, you do it. You do it, go on, <laughs> go on, babe. But no, like, say for example, you hate ordering your own food. Just order a drink. Yeah. And every time you go out, just order it once. Mm-hmm. And you'll still feel nervous every, yeah. like, to be honest, you'll probably feel nervous, like, 99% of the time. Yeah. But... The fact that you're doing it, yeah. I think, just helps your brain understand that, like, it's not that you bad. are capable yeah. and it's not that bad. Yeah. And half the time, nothing will go wrong. And you're yeah. kind of like, see, it's kind of like I told you so, I can do it. Yeah. Um. So I think just slowly easing into it or 
I don't know. Uh, say you, I'm trying to think of an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't like going into shops on your own. You mm-hmm. don't like shopping mm-hmm. on your own. You can go with a friend, but mm-hmm. just go into like one shop on your own. Don't yeah. do don't do a whole shopping trip on your own. Yeah. But like just ease into it slowly. Don't yeah. be take your time with it. Yeah, don't be too hard on yourself and and just throw yourself in the deep end and come mm-hmm. away feeling overwhelmed and then you're feeling depressed because like why am I not capable of this? Yeah. Because um, I feel like anxiety is a, a very very long journey. Yeah. So it is. You just got to take your time, like yeah. Shay said literally take your time with it because it is it is really difficult and i think a key thing with anxiety is if you can is to identify the things that are giving you anxiety Mm -hmm. i honestly had a really i mean you can't really be lucky with anxiety but in terms of when i was going through it i knew exactly where it came from and basically when i got rid of the trigger within not straight away but within a good few months yeah the anxiety started to lessen see at least you knew so i knew because all of my anxiety was revolving around one thing which was my past relationship mm-hmm. and i knew that and i was in that relationship for anxiety years, with relationships is real though oh my gosh, i think it's fear it of that person leaving what will i do without them fear of abandonment I can't be without them mm-hmm. which links to attachment issues yeah. it's all just it's, <laughs> it's just it's all a lot but yeah i I had a lucky escape shall i say not necessarily i'm not saying i was escaping from the relationship but you know like in the sense that i had the ability to know exactly what the trigger was and escape from it Mm -hmm. so but again there are plenty of people or plenty of examples where you, you have multiple different triggers and multiple triggers that you can't necessarily escape from or there are you know um triggers that you don't even know what they are necessarily because to you, all you know is anxiety. And yeah. You don't know what those triggers are, so you can't really escape from them or get rid of them because mm-hmm. you don't know what they are. You can't identify them. Um, but I think if you have the ability to identify it, slowly but surely develop a method in breaking away from whatever the trigger is. For me, it was the relationship. For someone else, it could be a family member. It could be mm-hmm. a job. A job is a very big one for loads of people. Um, But yeah, once you've sort of identified the area that's giving you the anxiety, that's making you have these anxiety attacks or panic attacks, recognise what it is and slowly, you know, start to plan how you're going to get away from it eventually, you know? Yeah. But it's hard. It's not not a straightforward thing, you know? I I knew my... um, I knew my anxiety was linked to my relationship from about... God, like six to eight months in and i was still in that relationship for like a further year after that so do you know what with it's not that easy you don't just oh yep that's a trigger bye it doesn't work like that but as long as you identify it you can start to work out how you're going to eventually lose this you know trigger sort of thing and i think people that don't care whether a relationship ends as in not that they don't care but they kind of have a mindset of Mm. okay if it is if it does end it is what it is yeah they don't experience that anxiety and that fear if they're in an argument with their their partner or whatever they don't feel anxiety and they don't feel like oh my gosh like this could potentially Mm -hmm. end because they they just see it for what it is if it ends it ends if it ends it ends but when you're properly attached Mm -hmm. and you kind of rely on that person Mm -hmm. um as a kind of emotional support yeah that's when issues like this start to happen when you start to realize or feel like you can't live without without a certain person person or a thing 
yeah, that's when the anxiety is going to start literally running. It's going to be like, yes, ka-ching, we've got them. (laughs) Because once you have developed such an attachment to a person or a thing or whatever, it's very easy for the anxiety to creep in because the minute you're away from that person or that thing, your brain is like, oh my God, no, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, do they still care about me? Oh, wait, is this still... You know, it's so easy for anxiety to just catch you once you've once you've attached to something because yep. the minute you step away from whatever it is you're attached to you start automatically your brain starts thinking oh my gosh um oh wait do they miss me oh um are they are they talking to other people oh um what's another example just overthinking just overthinking everything. if it was a job like oh are they gonna hire someone else oh am i gonna get fired oh my god you know so i think just a key in life which i i'm not there yet at all but a quote that I see and something I want to live by is, you know, don't ever attach to anything. Like, don't ever make yeah. your life depend on something People or can someone. Switch up. You never know what could happen. Like, literally, things can change in the ma- in a matter of minutes. So, never ever let your not even just your happiness, but never let your life depend on something. Whether that is a career, a person, a place, a just anything. Don't let attachments rule you like yeah you're going to naturally attach to people and things but never let that attachment be the sort of like definition of your life as in like my life yeah. revolves around this thing because that's when it's going to go wrong and um, it will. we'll probably do an episode on attachment because yeah I, I think that's a a big topic that mm-hmm. we don't like i bet a lot of people didn't even realize there's over there's over four different attachment styles yes i didn't know that yeah like i just didn't know yeah and I think it's really interesting because mm-hmm. the way we become attached to someone mm-hmm. is based off our own experiences. Yeah, it all links back to like childhood and stuff. Um, but I don't know, it's it's very easy to attach and you've got to be so cautious in making sure you don't because if you do... And in who you attach yourself to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because it's very hard to detach. Extremely. yeah it's it's difficult and i just feel like attachment we will do an episode on attachment but attachment and anxiety are really like they're like best buds aren't they they are bloody besties and depression she's a bloody she's a bloody pal for life mate (laughs) 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 mate it's i don't even know again how do you make sense of anxiety it's just like if i could describe anxiety I would say, well, this is for generalised anxiety disorder because there's m- many types, as we said, but I would honestly just say it's when your brain is constantly going nonstop. Like, it doesn't shut mm. off. You're, it's like, you know how when you talk to yourself in your head or you know how, like, when people read and you've got the voice in your head as you're reading, think of that voice in your head, just a voice in your head, and it is constantly on. It's never silent. It does not stop talking. Now, in general, let's say there was a person sitting next to you and for a solid 24 hours, that person has not stopped talking to take a breath. But that's just one percentage of anxiety. And that's all in your head. And like, if there's a person talking at you for 24 hours, I'm sure by, you know, after 30 minutes, you would have told them to shut up by now. Mm-hmm. But that's all in your head. And you telling your brain to shut up is doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't shut up. Of course it doesn't. So it's just overload it's like a a voice in your head overload um your brain doesn't shut it off and if some someone's telling you something a certain amount of times you're gonna believe it so if your mind is telling you something 
over and over again, you're going to start to believe it. And that's when you start to panic and worry. And that's when the physical symptoms kick in. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I said 1%. It's obviously a lot more. (laughs) Probably should have said like 50% or something. That's 50% of it, the overthinking. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you've got everything else. And then on top of Mm -hmm. that, you've got just other struggles in your life which links to anxiety and causes even more anxiety Mm -hmm. and then now you're just feeling just just done basically (laughs) you know it's just a lot and i think because anxiety is a mental thing and it's all happening inside it's not physical people don't necessarily see or understand how draining and tiring it is mm-hmm. like you it's could really you could have slept or not even slept you could be sitting down still for hours no physical movement whatsoever right you will be exhausted your brain has not stopped yeah it is f- so draining to the point where you literally feel like you have no energy it feels like you haven't even eaten as mm-hmm. in the point where you're just weak you are so weak and tired and drained and that has all come from your brain. That's all come from inside your head. Yeah. You have not done any physical movement but you are exhausted, absolutely drained because of the anxiety that's going on in your head. And sometimes I think, let's just take social anxiety. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes you can actually be cool in mm-hmm. a social setting as in you'll still be feeling it but you won't show it as much. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll be showing it a lot and then you're, yeah. you're beating yourself up because you're like, oh, I'm being so awkward right now. People, I'm probably making other people feel awkward. Yeah. Like, And then you literally just feel awful. Mm-hmm. But then the fact that you don't know which way it's going to go, mm-hmm. as in when when you've got an event to go to or you're, you're going to go and meet someone, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, well, I don't know what I'm going to be like today. Yeah. Am I going to be this really, really awkward person? You can't predict or it. Or am I going to be awkward in my mind but not really show it as much so it's really like it just depends on the yeah. on the the situation it just kind of depends on the day yeah and i hate that i hate not knowing how i'm going to be around someone mm-hmm. um because it just yeah it used to affect me a lot more especially when i was 15 16 when i used mm-hmm. to go around to people's houses and mm-hmm. speak to their parents and and my friends used to be like oh we like it's fine like mm they just think you're shy Mm -hmm. and I used to be frustrated because it's like no this isn't me like my friends know me but as soon as I step in the room with your parents I'm literally like I don't know what to say or if I'm having a conversation I'm awkward I don't know Mm -hmm. how to like don't know how how to to conduct yourself yeah Yeah. and I've definitely been able to kind of work on that yeah still not great still probably (laughs) can't read the room I'll be real um (laughs) but it's it's difficult and I Mm -hmm. think people need to kind of appreciate that if someone has social anxiety yeah and they're having a conversation with you even if it is awkward mm. they're trying they're trying their like, hardest do you know how hard it is to be having a conversation mm-hmm. when i'm literally like pinching my yep. hands to distract myself yep. from from what's going on right now and mm-hmm. my hands are sweating and i'm i'm thinking about what you're gonna say yep. next so then i know what i'm gonna say and then i'm thinking oh, in my head okay how wow. am i gonna end this conversation because i don't know yep. like, how do i walk away yep. you know it's not just nothing just flows when you have anxiety it's all has to be everything has to be calculated calculated, and processed and it can just be very draining and even like my sister said oh i'd hate to be in your head for a day and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) oh all right then (laughs) no because because sometimes when i actually like open up about like the things that i deal with yeah they're like oh didn't realize that. yeah because like, it's intense 
Yeah. yeah. And even like small things, like I could, I don't know, have to send a letter off and I'd be, mm-hmm. oh, I'd be like, oh my, like, yeah. really having a breakdown, like, yeah. I need to go to the post office to send yeah. a letter. It's not even deep. Yeah. And that's one thing that does worry me. It's like, mm. I can't deal with small situations small very well, let alone a big situation. Yeah. I would have a full on breakdown. Yeah. Oh, girl, it's a lot, man. It is. <laughs> we said it at the same time. I know. It, it, but, like, literally, anytime I talk about anything that's to do with mental illness, like, it is a lot. And we're speaking about anxiety. We've spoken about depression because these are the ones we can we can speak about. But think about people that have, you know, like, schizophrenia, bipolar, yeah. um, whatever. God knows whatever else. There are so mm-hmm. many different mental illnesses. So it's like... We are trying to explain, I guess, the two most common and look how much we're struggling to make it make sense to you guys, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's a lesson as well in just being mindful. Um, It's not to say that everyone with anxiety is going to come and it's not something to necessarily boast about and be like, oh, yeah, I've got anxiety, by the way. But just be mindful. I think you can sometimes sense when Mm -hmm. someone is anxious about something let's say you've got a group project and someone is really really shaking really or if someone's being really quiet don't be like oh you're a bit quiet it's like they're probably actually sat there feeling really like anxious and just i think just be mindful because more time people won't say guys i'm feeling really anxious today or i'm feeling really depressed it's not something you come out with necessarily yeah people don't want to and that's why i think we do have to be mindful and kind of just just realize that people just going through things that you just don't know yeah definitely be mindful and just if you do notice someone seems a bit anxious not necessarily go up to them and be like are you anxious but Mm -hmm. you know just sort of offer your i don't say like support depending on the scenario but like you know just maybe try to make them feel a bit more comfortable or ask them if like they're all right do they need anything like do you want to go over this or you know just sort of be a support for them without making it too obvious to everyone that you're around that this person yeah. is clearly anxious you know if you notice it you've noticed it and you go over there because i remember back in school days whenever someone would give a presentation if we, if anyone saw them shaking you'd be like oh my god look he's shaking you know like <laughs> obviously yeah you notice it of course yeah but let's not you know pinpoint and yeah. make it so obvious that everyone looks at him shaking or sometimes you can jumble your words like i do yeah. that a lot oh i do that a lot as well if i'm nervous especially mm. and it's just like just try not to laugh because yeah. it it does actually really take a lot to do things exactly with anxiety and and you can't control it so yeah, yeah i think like having a better understanding of anxiety because it's a complicated one and because a lot of people be like oh i feel so anxious like because like i said anxiety is a normal thing to feel yeah but when we step into the boundary of anxiety disorder then it's a different thing so it's just being mindful of i guess the normal healthy amount of anxiety to have and then actually having an anxiety disorder which leads to you know serious overthinking and panic attacks and all the rest of it Mm -hmm. so just be mindful guys be mindful that's that's all we can really say yeah literally (laughs) i think that wraps this one up do you have anything else i'm trying to think we have missed any points um i feel like we've covered a decent amount again it's hard to explain anxiety so we tried our best to do it in a way that makes sense but also we struggle to make sense of some things ourselves and make it sound 
you know, we, we struggle to describe it as best as we can because yeah. it is a hard thing to describe until you've experienced it. Yeah, it's very hard to fully understand what, you know, like severe anxiety is like until you've been in those shoes yourself. It's well, very hard to yeah. describe it. What I would say is don't beat yourself up if you're feeling mm-hmm. um, anxious and you're kind of presenting yourself to be quite awkward mm-hmm. around people in a social setting don't beat yourself up like why am i like this yeah. no one else is like this because you're ultimately just going to make yourself feel worse and, yeah. and it's something that you can't help and it with time you'll be able to cope with it a bit better yeah um but what i found is just being myself up even more than like i make myself feel worse than i already do just mm-hmm. did not get me anywhere yeah and help. Yeah, I would just say kind of accept it for what it is. Don't avoid it as yeah. in, you know, get frustrated with yourself. I mean, I I say that, but I get annoyed. I'm like, why yeah. can't I just like put it to one side? Yeah. But just trying to accept it and be like, you know mm-hmm. what? This is a thing that I have to deal with. Yeah, this um, is like a part of my life that I learn to live with sort of thing. Yeah. Try to make the best out of a bad situation and realize that it's not you because i kind of yeah i kind of i kind of put anxiety as part of me and i used to say oh, oh I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, quite, I'm an awkward person right. i'm a shy person yeah. it's like well i'm actually not you're not but it's just it's you're it's a there. person who has anxiety yeah you're not you are not anxiety yes you know yeah, yeah. you you summed Separ- up yeah quite separate well. yourself from the anxiety because it's not you. It's, it's not. not. It's, you didn't choose to get it. It's out of your control. Like you, it's not your fault that you have mm-hmm. anxiety. We all have anxiety, but some people have it a lot worse than others. Um, and so, yeah, just be mindful, be kind. Like it's not anyone's fault that they have anxiety. Um, and yeah, it's just a thing you learn to. It's more so like if you are suffering from anxiety. I don't like the word suffering. Actually, no, I don't like to say that. If you have an anxiety disorder, you think you do, like, don't... I forgot my point. Oh, my God. (laughs) If you do have, you know, if you do think you have... If you do think you potentially have an anxiety disorder or you are really, like, struggling with anxious thoughts and stuff, try to see it as not so much as, like, I am this disorder but more so like i have a relationship with anxiety like try to whenever you describe it or think about you having this i don't like to say mental illness either but you know that is i guess by definition what it is Mm -hmm. if you do have this mental illness try to establish like a break between you and the illness so like you have a relationship with anxiety you know like i get you don't think that you are this just horrible anxious person because you're not you're a normal person you just happen to have Mm -hmm. this relationship (laughs) with this bitch called anxiety so (laughs) yes but like we said even like we said in the depression episode it will get better you know you just practice the things that whenever you find yourself i guess free from those anxious thoughts look at what it is that you were doing maybe it was reading you're reading a book and you got lost in the book read more books if you uh, i don't know if meditation helps anyone if you meditate and you even got five seconds where there was zero thought in your head mm-hmm. keep practicing that meditation because the more you practice it the more it's going to develop and the more 
the more like I guess thoughtless moments you're going to have so keep that up work out when and what it is you're doing when your anxiety is at its lowest or when your anxiety is gone and just do more of that for me it was being out with friends and having a laugh or like drinking a few cocktails with the girls (laughs) anxiety who gone out the window so yeah you know maybe a couple (laughs) more cocktails and you'll be fine but it is hard we understand um and just yeah it is hard but you can live with it it isn't always you know excruciating it isn't always this horrendous thing we've got to remember that anxiety is an evolutionary thing and to an extent it is there to protect you so Mm -hmm. you know it isn't it isn't this complete monster but there are times when it is a bit Mm. of a monster so yeah yeah, you know (laughs) Um, there was also just quickly there was i'm reading a book and it basically said instead of like instead of being your thoughts Mm. slash becoming your thoughts Mm. um pretend that you're kind of stood next to your thoughts observing mm-hmm. and watching them yeah so they don't have the power to kind of overrule yeah. you yeah because you've you, got the power over them because you're watching yeah. them so you're kind of just watching you're listening but mm-hmm. you're, you're not giving it enough thought and time to kind of yeah become the thoughts yeah if that makes sense. yeah just observe the thoughts because yeah. by doing that it's like you've discon- you've made a little disconnect you've broken whatever that link was between you and the thoughts yeah. so you get like a i guess i don't want to say peace but like you get like a moment away from it you get like a moment of peace a little even if it's a second you know you get one moment where you are not your thoughts and that's one thing to remember to me that is peace to Mm -hmm. not to not think anything yeah literally when my like when your mind goes blank and you're not thinking that is a beautiful moment enjoy it learn how to be present the mindful last time that's happened to me really because even in my dreams all my dreams are are do you ever not dream or do you dream every night uh, sometimes I don't dream, yeah. but when I do dream, they are always um, intense. Me driving my car into the sea, um, me being chased, me wow. having like being robbed, like all fear Very related. Fear so it's related. kind of like even when I'm asleep, give me a break. Yeah. Give, give me, a, me break. a bloody break. <laughs> give her a break. Uh, but you know, if you are seriously experiencing anxiety and you need help, um, like we said in the depression episode, speak to a GP. Mm-hmm. Um, there's online helplines. Mm-hmm. Online helplines, does that make sense? Well, yeah, anyway. There's helplines. Help <laughs> um, speak to a friend yeah. or parents and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And try to, if you know anyone that has experienced anxiety or an anxiety, yeah, disorder, definitely speak to them. them. Or if you have anxiety yourself and someone is going through it, just be there for them. Because, yeah. you know, one of my friends, um, she... Yeah, she's been experiencing anxiety recently and I've mm-hmm. really been like like making sure she's yeah. alright, messaging her, because explaining you know what it's like. Yeah, because she didn't even know what a panic attack was when she was having it. Yeah. So just just be there. Like we should all just kind of help each other with the Yeah. With mental health things. Because mm-hmm. we're all going through it. We all going through it. But we will all be fine. I'll enjoy it. <laughs>